While the banking industry often defines innovation as a singular road, the truth is that there are many paths up the mountain, some forged by self-styled leaders with remarkable backgrounds and piercing vision. How do such leaders make their mark? What can they teach us about customer connection? And what do they see as paramount for the emerging leaders of 2018? To find out, we'll talk with Kat Cole, Chief Operating Officer and President North America of Focus Brands. Welcome to BAI Banking Strategies, where each week we'll focus on the key issues facing financial services leaders. We'll bring you objective opinions and actionable insights that will help you power smart decisions. I'm your host, Lou Carloso, the managing editor of BAI. Come on in. Streamline your user experience and accelerate the online application process. In today's business landscape, consumers expect their digital transactions to be quick and convenient. Experian Instant Form Fill reduces the amount of manual entry by up to 76%, providing consumers with a frictionless and secure way to fill out applications. Visit edq.com to learn more. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Fantastic to have you here with us. And what a treat today. We have Kat Cole, the COO and President North America of Focus Brands and a featured speaker at BAI Beacon. Kat leads the innovative high growth division, building all brands at Focus in the U.S. and internationally in consumer packaged goods, food service licensing, global license platforms and e-commerce. Kat will be speaking at BAI Beacon on October 10th about connecting physical and digital customer experiences and using digital tools to engage, hire, and maintain top talent. And Kat, welcome to the podcast. My pleasure. So Kat, like many innovators, your background is entirely different to get into the executive ranks. What qualities do you think that's given you in terms of having a sharp vision compared to other executives? Having those experiences of a non-traditional background helped me see clearly what makes the most effective humans and therefore effective leader and innovator. And that's this balance or harmony of, on one side, curiosity and humility, but blended and harmonized with courage and confidence. Anytime I have seen others or I myself have over-indexed on one side versus the other. It's been an expensive mistake. Growing up with an alcoholic father, a single parent, having to live for many years on limited resources really taught me what's possible. So that's the courage and confidence side that you can do a lot of things with very little. But I also knew that I didn't have access to the things that many other people had access to. Mentors, networks, financial resources, formal education, at least in the earlier years. And those early years were incredibly formative in that regard and have allowed me to lead differently, build teams, and innovate with fewer resources and in uh, much more compressed amounts of time because that's the environment I grew up in. Those are the expectations I have of myself and of others. How is it possible to build better relationships with customers in a digital world? And what does that require of leaders to get there? I believe deeply that staying close to the action, which in business is the transaction, is critical to knowing what the answers are to drive your success, whether that's problems that need to be fixed or opportunities that should be seized. 
And what's funny is having access to the customer digitally actually gives us more opportunities to listen because it's difficult. There are limited hours and times to meet with customers one-on-one in the real transaction setting. But digitally, they're always on. (laughs) They're living their lives online. So the ability to listen and stay close and comment and connect and use not only what you hear and see in social media, but then having access to actual digital analytics and insights that are more quantitative versus qualitative, that talk to patterns versus individual experiences, there's actually more ways to access the customer experience and their point of view and their feelings about your business, your industry, your experience than ever before. And so the digital side is not a barrier, but rather an accelerant to staying close to the customer if you have the courage to live your business online just like your customers live their lives and using the tools, technology, portals, and mediums that they use to communicate in ways that are appropriate. The other piece is still this concept of remembering your employees, the people who are close to the transaction, know what the right thing to do is long before the leader does because they're close to the customer. But the issue is they often don't have the language to articulate the problem or the solution, and they don't have the authority that the leader, the owner, the executive does to do something about it. And so whether it's through spending time on the front lines with customer experiences or really digging in digitally to their point of view, their comments, their feelings, either way, there are more approaches than ever to staying close to the customer to know how to build your business. And the challenge, of course, is to take that which is so substantial, so important, and unite that with a meaningful physical experience. How do you blend those things? Well, you blend the digital and physical experiences by having it rooted in the same culture because behind the digital experience is a human. (laughs) So it's not (laughs) as if you're trying to get a computer to act the way that the humans do. It's all coming from the same leader. That leader builds culture and a point of view about what you stand for in your industry and your community and what your priorities and strategies are and then the techniques you use to actualize those to the customer. So if it is rooted in the same culture with the same priorities and an overlying strategy, those voices, the point of view, the approaches, the responses, the style will come through online as well as in person. It's when people treat one as an ancillary activity to the other. Like, oh, our in-person experience is the core experience. And then we have this Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, et cetera, et cetera thing over here. That's not how people live their lives. They don't live their lives 90% in person or most of them today and say, I'm going to send out a once a month tweet. They're literally real time all the time reading, researching, looking, searching, commenting. Their lives are being lived online, and that will only become more true as generations evolve. It's certainly not everyone today. There are many who don't, but it is a growing percentage of the population, not only of our customers, but of our workforce. And so that culture at the center will transcend the digital platform because at least today or for the foreseeable future, there are still humans behind that communication. The other human element obviously, that's employees and franchisees. What are some of the ways that organizations can better engage employees to not only embrace digital, but to be more committed to that culture and have that rootedness? The first way is realize that for many of them, they're already living their lives that way. And so tapping into what is already intuitive to them is incredibly important. The second 
goes back to what I shared earlier about staying close to the action or staying close to the people who are close to the action. So many leaders sit in a room and ask, you know, how do we get them, them in quotations, right? Like they're this alien group of people to do what we want, where within your team, you probably have people who are like them. Or how about you take a few of them and bring them in as your reverse mentoring group? Tell them what you're trying to accomplish and bring them in to be a part of the thought leadership. No one knows how to get the workforce, how to do things like the workforce. (laughs) It always cracks me up that leaders sit around baffled and they really spend genuine time trying to figure out how to motivate a workforce, but they're missing the very obvious first step, which is engage the workforce in that thinking. So there are many other ideas, but that's one pretty obvious, pretty simple one people tend to forget or skip. And that brings us to the point of emerging leaders. They're moving up. They have fresh ideas, fresh energy. What are some of the bedrock qualities you feel they need to get in place while they're starting their journey as emerging leaders? First, building that harmony that I shared earlier, that it is not only okay, but desired to bring forth humility and curiosity, but also courage and confidence. Some emerging leaders, because they're new in leadership, feel that they must keep the peace, not ruffle feathers. They're just grateful to be there. You know, Miss America, it's just an honor to be nominated. They are happy to have a seat, but they don't use their voice. And of course, if you are the leader of the company, you've invested in this human capital, you want to get 100% return or more on that investment in human capital. And them sitting there in a seat, keeping the peace, it's not a return on that investment. And so curiosity and humility is good because you want them to learn and grow, but it should not be leveraged in excess to the point that they don't use their voice. On the other hand, courage and confidence, you also want that, but also that in excess, people who try to make up for the fact that they're younger or newer in leadership by using their energy to be someone they're not, is not allowing their energy to be focused on the work. So this being courageous and confident enough to speak up, ask questions, push the envelope, feel and believe that you're there for a reason as an emerging leader, at the same time, not feeling you need to bull in a china shop, roll over everyone, pound the table and demand to be listened to. There should be curiosity and humility. So I'd say that's the first set of bedrock characteristics or skills that need to continually be built. The second would be grit and resilience. The world is a dynamic place. It will be very different tomorrow than it is today. It's different today than it was yesterday. And even those that are on the cutting edge of how people live their lives today will be a bit behind in two to three years. The demonstration of the ability to learn and unlearn, the ability to change, permission to change, and passion to evolve. People who ask the right questions versus insist they have the final answers is an important set of skills for future leaders. And then I would say the third piece is the ability to build these skills in young professionals. And so just as I'm saying it's important for an emerging leader to have these skills as a leader, even though they're new at it, these are skills they should be instilling in their individual contributors so that they develop a pipeline of talent and help people be more effective in a very dynamic environment. I can't think of anyone who more effectively demonstrates those principles and is a role model. Kat, your journey has truly been remarkable. Great to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Kat Cole is the COO and President North America of Focus Brands. She will also be a featured speaker at BAI Beacon in Orlando this October. You can look for Kat on LinkedIn. 
And here are three key takeaways from today's podcast. Number one, what makes for effective leadership? Consider the harmony and blend between two sets of forces. On the one hand, curiosity and humility, and on the other, courage and confidence. Going too far to one side or the other can be costly for companies investing in their emerging leaders. But achieving that balance can lead to rootedness and the shaping of culture that shows consistency with its voice, mission, and values. Number two, with digital, effective leaders don't sit in a room and passively witness. They stay close to the action. Digital connection gives us more chances to listen because people are online all the time. There you can listen, comment, connect, and leverage the insights of data and analytics. When it comes to customer connection, digital is an accelerant, not a barrier. And number three, emerging leaders too often fail to use their unique voice because they're merely happy to have a place at the table. Courage and confidence, once again, are essential. But don't be someone you're not. There's no need to pound the table and insist on being listened to. Instead, focus on grit and resilience. Learn and unlearn. Be willing to change, to evolve, and model key elements of your journey on the successes of admired, respected leaders who've gone before you. You spend time and money to acquire new checking account holders, many of which remain inactive due to the inconvenience of moving direct deposits and automatic payments from their previous financial institutions. ClickSwitch enables your account holders to quickly, safely, and securely switch primary accounts to your financial institution. This account holder acquisition technology revolutionizes the way your financial institution can attract and retain new primary account holders by automating, streamlining, and simplifying the process of bringing new account holders on board. Visit ClickSwitch.com to learn more. And now BAI Banking Strategies brings you... The Aha Moment, where our podcast guest shines a light on that point in time where realization, revelation, or exploration made all the difference in their career. While most 26-year-olds would be happy just to have a job, Kat Cole found herself helping to lead a multi-million dollar business. But before the MBA and the acclaim, Kat braved family difficulties and had to transcend the stereotypes associated with teenagers which she did thanks to enlightened leadership at her own company. Listen as Kat describes to us how that journey took her from zero to Sydney, Australia, and far beyond. I was 19 years old. I was a waitress, manager, and a trainer. And I had worked every job in the restaurant. And as a result, the manager called me over and said, our company is growing internationally. They're looking for top employees to travel around the world and open up new franchises. And I'm selecting you. I want to put you forward. They want you to go open the first ever of our restaurants in Sydney, Australia. I had never been on a plane. I did not have a passport. I had only been out of the state of Florida twice in my life for cheerleading competitions and one illegal drinking trip to Savannah, Georgia. And I said, yes, despite never having been on a plane, despite never having opened a restaurant, despite not having a passport to legally exit the country. And everything changed. I really thought it was a once in a lifetime opportunity that who would ever ask a girl like me, a child of a single parent, alcoholic father, college dropout. I had been traveling so much working for the business that I dropped out of college and I would later go back and get my MBA. So I have a master's without a bachelor's. All these things got set in motion because I said yes 
before I was ready, but I also had the hustle muscle, my favorite hashtag, to figure out how to do it. And I learned how to build trust, how to build a team, how to get a business open. And when I came back, despite thinking that was a rare occurrence, I would be asked to go open multiple locations on multiple continents before I was 20 years old, which led to me taking a corporate gig at 20 and being a vice president of an $800 million company at the age of 26. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. And here are a few reminders from yours truly and your friends at BAI. First of all, if you haven't done so, subscribe to our daily newsletter. It's free to sign up. And be sure to check out our ever-growing archive of podcasts. Also, be sure to check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter to stay up to date on BAI's latest and greatest. You can catch me on LinkedIn. Be sure to connect. I'm Lou Carloso, the managing editor at BAI. We'll see you soon. So long.